0: Welcome to Females and Fine Fettle, from wiped out to wealthy. This is where conscientious women entrepreneurs and women living like a boss come to learn about balancing their personal and professional wellness with ease. If you have the enthusiasm, motivation, and grit to make it happen, then listen up every Monday. To be sure you don't miss an episode, sign up for weekly updates at femalesandfinefettle.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please don't apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctors. Now, here are your hosts, Ashley Rose and Dr. Michelle, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic physician, and East Asian medical practitioner.
1: Happy almost Halloween, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Last week, I abandoned my bestie for my studies, and she did an awesome solo episode on handling the holidays. The issues she tackled were one, the obligation, two, expectations. And three, feeling awkward. And I'm sure we've all felt all three of these at one point during the holiday season. I highly recommend heading back to give it a listen if you haven't. It's always good to have a little backup and support during this time of year. And she particularly offers help to those who aren't bouncing off the walls excited about the festivities, which is many of us. So thanks again, Mish, for taking that
2: on. You are awesome. Oh, thanks, Lau. You were missed. Also, real quick, I wanted to mention that I have a special online event happening later this week, so be sure to stick around to hear how you can be a part of it.
1: All right, so Halloween is tomorrow, and I'm sure by now we've heard the Thriller theme song and the Monster Mash countless times. One of America's favorite holidays definitely has its own traditions, and the ways in which we celebrate can change throughout the years, depending on our age. At least I can say so for myself. So some of you listening may have spent last weekend in costume, bar hopping, or heading to a party for a costume competition. Maybe you and the family went to a nearby corn maze and finally grabbed your pumpkins to head home in carve car for Tuesday night's trick-or-treaters or maybe it was just another weekend for you, which was the case for me. I had my head buried in books. What about you, Mish?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm usually the one hunkering down for the season, but Aaron and I actually had a somewhat eventful weekend. He had a couple sexy phone gigs. If if you don't know what a sexy phone is, it's just a saxophone. <laughs> um, well, he had one gig in Northeast Portland and also one in Willamina, which is a little town southwest of Portland proper. So we got to stay in this little quaint hotel where he and his band played. But it would not surprise me if it were haunted because it kind of had that vibe. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so what does Halloween night look like for you? Are you taking the kids out trick-or-treating? Are you staying in for the night and turning that porch light on? A message to the little Hermione Grangers, Wonder Women, and Jack Sparrows going door-to-door that your house is stocked with candy? Or are you staying home but leaving that porch light off? No visitors, thank you. I'm only streaming scary movies or all of the Harry Potters for a month. I've done all of these, and what I love is that this shows that our holidays can be uniquely our own, even sometimes. Yes, tradition abounds during this time of year, but when you curate your own holidays, even every few years, it can really take the pressure off and it's so nice to go your own way.
2: I'm actually a huge proponent of creating your own holidays. Something Erin and I have talked about but haven't quite implemented yet is Instead of celebrating the usual holidays, we're going to start having friend-slash-family gatherings around each of the solstices. I just love the idea of celebrating the natural shifts and creating meals around what's seasonally available. It's an awesome avenue for education and community. What about me? <laughs> what I about you? you? Are are you not in the friend category, Ashley? That is such a great idea.
1: I wish that I could be invited (laughs) (laughs)
2: well maybe
1: someday (laughs) all right I'm just gonna move on (laughs) so this Halloween night I'll probably keep the porch light off and start the new season of stranger things what about you Mish what are you doing on Halloween night
2: Uh, well, being that we live in the country, um, I don't expect that we'll get any knocks at the door tomorrow, or at least I hope not, because that would actually be kind of creepy. So, we'll probably just cozy up and watch a not-so-scary show on the tube. Maybe the latest Outlander episode? Um, (laughs) yeah! I think that's still totally appropriate, though, because they actually referenced the old Halloween tradition in the first episode. When I was a kid, though, I used to do scary movies all the time. My favorite movie was the original It by Stephen King, but over the years, I've actually tried to avoid that surge of cortisol. It's a little more than my system likes nowadays.
1: Yeah, I I actually missed the It boat. My mom would not let me see it or read it. <laughs> I think that was it. Like she, It was too freaky, so... And then I tried to watch it, the original, recently, and it was so painful. The acting <laughs> was no bueno. <laughs> so do you know why we celebrate Halloween? Or have you done the research on your own to see like where this holiday originated and why we dress up and where trick-or-treating came from?
2: No, I haven't. <laughs>
1: I actually just did the research in my whole life. I haven't even really questioned it. But I checked out this documentary about it on the History Channel. And it goes back to an ancient Celtic festival known as Samhain. And that's S-A-M-H-A-I-N, which is a little counterintuitive. Um, It's celebrated on November 1st. So on the night before Samhain, October 31st, people believed that the dead returned as ghosts. So they would leave food and wine on their doorsteps to keep the roaming spirits at bay. And then they would wear masks when they left the house so they would be mistaken for their fellow ghosts.
2: That's pretty silly. (laughs) But yes, that is the exact (laughs) holiday that was mentioned in Outlander. So that's a totally acceptable like, Halloween flick for me.
1: It's just acceptable on all fronts. That's true. Outlander is everything. <laughs>
2: if you guys haven't seen <laughs> Outlander, check it out. <laughs> yeah. If we haven't
1: pushed you to see Outlander, <laughs> we haven't done our job. Yeah. Uh, so back to the history of Halloween. The Christian church turned Samhain into All Saints Day and All Hallows in the 8th century And then the night before became All Hallows' Eve, so that was later shortened to Halloween. And you've heard of trick-or-treating on Halloween, but have you heard of souling or guising? All three of these originated in medieval Britain. And on All Saints' Day, which is November 2nd, the needy would beg for pastries known as soul cakes. I swear that's like a band name. (laughs) And in return, they would pray for people's dead relatives, and that was called souling. In the Halloween tradition of guising, young people would dress up in costume, and they would accept food, wine, money, and other offerings in exchange for singing, reciting poetry, or telling jokes.
2: I actually really like that. I like that there's sort of an exchange. You you give them something, and they kind of give you something back.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And in 19th century America, Irish and Scottish immigrants revived these old traditions, so the result was trick-or-treating. At first, it was much more about the tricks in the form of pranks and hijinks than the treats, like egging your neighbor's house or letting your neighbor's cattle loose and even knocking over outhouses. But by around the 1920s, 30s, that behavior had escalated to more like vandalism So communities started to encourage their kids to dress up and trick-or-treat as a tamer alternative. It wasn't until the 1950s that the custom took on its current family-friendly, kid-centered tradition.
2: (laughs) You have done some serious homework, Ashley. Well done. Um, Yes, speaking of modern-day trick-or-treating, one question I get asked a lot is what to do about all that sugar. And rightly so. Sugar is a huge deal. The National Institutes of Health, or NIH, came out with a report just this last April showing that trends of type 2 diabetes are seriously increasing in young kiddos. And type 2 means that it's preventable and, in many cases, reversible. It's also reported that 20% of youngins, or 1 in 5, Are obese. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be contributing to these stats unless I'm helping to lower them. So for some non-sugar-coated and likely more enjoyable basket offerings, try something like glider airplanes or bouncy balls or stamps or mini flashlights or fake mustaches or stickers or carabiners or bubbles. I mean, you can find something fun for anybody. And for those of you taking your kiddos door-to-door, there are some other options to help keep your kid from overdosing on sweets. One of my favorites is to invite the Candy Fairy or the Switch Witch to take out their candy overnight for a special gift.
1: I've never heard of that. That's actually a really good idea.
2: Now, while Halloween is
1: definitely the fear-fest time of year, I have a low threshold for violence, even if it's cinematic. So what are our movie go-tos for Halloween? Mine are pretty tame and mostly nostalgic. Every year, either I'll send or get a text for my girlfriend, Jen, with an image from Practical Magic or some reference to Midnight Margaritas. (laughs) So Practical Magic is a must-see for me. I watch Hocus Pocus, that takes me way back to adolescence, but holds up every year. Nightmare before Christmas, and probably more than once over the next few months. My mom's favorite for years, and I assume it still is, is The Bride of Frankenstein. You cannot beat Gene Wilder. Um, The Lost Boys... And as I've said in the past, I've spent weeks leading up to Halloween watching all of the Harry Potter movies.
2: (laughs) I don't have any must-sees, I guess, but I do love The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I love The Lost Boys. But I will say, as you were going down that list, it made me think of that movie, The Witches, with Angelica Houston. That was definitely one of my favorites growing up. I might just have to watch that this year. I love that movie. The the weird thing is that even though I don't really like scary movies, I love watching those like mystery, ghost story, occult documentaries. For some reason, they don't seem as scary, but they still have that super creepy vibe.
1: Whatever your plans for Halloween, whether indoors or out, we hope you have some fun and stay safe.
2: Yes, absolutely. So... As I promised, I wanted to invite you to a special event I'm holding this week. I'm offering a live masterclass all about natural hormone balance. It's called Wondering If It's Your Hormones? Stop Guessing and Reclaim Your Health this month. I'll be sharing the top five root causes of every hormone imbalance. So go to femalesinfinefettle.com forward slash hormone webinar to get signed up for free. All right. I cannot wait to meet you back here next week as the days continue to get shorter. We'll be talking about making the most of winter as a time for introspection and restoration. So check it out in episode 17. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye for now.
0: Thank you for listening to Females and Fine Fettle from Wiped Out to Wealthy, a podcast to fit your lifestyle. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at femalesandfinefettle.com. If you have questions or topic ideas for upcoming episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Please be sure to tune in next week.